Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the outdoor show this morning is Jake. And let's run up to uh, Lake Houston. Let's check in with old John Littleton this morning, see what he's up to. Hey, John, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, Captain. I don't know. Barely me, man. My, I slept in until my alarm went off. I couldn't believe that. Hey, I did that this morning, too. Usually I'll wake up about 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes before it. And, uh, man... <clears throat> I got yeah, rolled I out of bed it. this morning. I need to turn it down a little bit. It was kind of loud. Yeah, I was actually feeling around for, usually, I, you know, like I said, I wake up before my alarm goes off, and I turn it off before it actually goes off. But this morning, man, I was trying to struggle to I did the same thing. thing off. <laughs> I'm going, where's it at? I'm reaching over there. Don't hit the snooze yeah. button. Just turn it off and get up. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm like that. I, you know, I, my wife is. She'll hit that snooze button five times. You know, I, I, if it does go off, I get up. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of them snooze button pushers. You know, but uh, heck, to me, you lose too much sleep because you're sitting there and you don't really go back to sleep. So I know. But oh well. Yeah, I, I heck, I should have, but the fish ain't biting, not for me. So, you know, I I don't know what the heck is going on. I say they're not biting. I mean, we're we can catch some fish, but yeah, they're just not they're just not bass angler tournament fishermen fish. Right. You know, they're a lot of them are, you know, that twelve to thirteen, thirteen and a half inches. You know, so. If you catch one that's three and a half, four pounds, it's like, oh my God, get the net yeah. the giant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you get so I'm with used you. to those little, uh, you know, kind of like with y'all. You, you, I hear y'all talk about, well, y'all catch those little pencil, pencil trout, and, and you know, it's like, well, that's what I'm catching out here. I'm catching right. pencil bass, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I need to go back to catfishing, man. They're catching the catfish with those noodles, you know, floating around out there. Right. That's such easy fishing. That They'll is. They'll throw out, yeah, 10 or 15 and, and uh, you know, just sit there and watch them. And what do they bait those up with? Chicken liver. Chicken right liver. That's winner, chicken winner. Chicken liver. Yeah, it's hard to catch shad. If you can find some shad... 
right? You know, and uh, they're taking that they're taking that noodle Mickey and putting about eight or ten foot of line under it. You know, depending on the depth where they're fishing, and right. then they're uh, and some of the people I know they're using braid on that. Then they put a uh, like a half ounce or three quarter ounce weight and then tie a swivel on. Then they're tying about a 18-inch leader with some, you know, mono or fluorocarbon, and they're putting right. a treble hook on it. And, small and treble a, hook? A small treble hook. That way it'll keep that chicken liver on good. Yep, yep. You kind of ball it up, wad it up around there. Right. I've even, you know, heard of some of the guys taking sewing thread and wrapping you a few you know wraps around the, wraps. the shank of the hook yeah, yeah to hold it on there yeah and just you know and just tie a, a simple little old knot you know cut them off about four or five inches of that sewing thread and kind of wrap it around that treble hook with that liver on it you and, think uh, a sponge bait with stink bait on it would uh, work good too it'll make it durable where it'll stay on yeah, and, until you go to buy it, and then you know you go get you a fish dinner <laughs> somewhere. Well, true. But anything, <laughs> anything we do right now, I mean, you know, you're heck. It costs so much; it doesn't matter. You know, you just you just go for it. Uh, you know, I picked up a couple of bags of worms this week, and it was like, oh my god, these things, you know, have gone up, and and. Not a few cents. I'm talking about a dollar, you know. But here I am complaining about a dollar, but, I, you know, I throw away and waste more than, you know, I actually use. What's the old saying? Those baits catch more fishermen than fish. They do. They it's do. always the been man, that they way. Catch, they catch me, I'm telling you. I think, you know, I think sometimes... You know, that, well, that's their marketing strategy. You know, they make something nice and shiny and pretty, and you think, man, you know, that'll catch them. And then you use one or two, and what do we do? We go back to our old stuff that we've always thrown. Tried and, and true. And we still catch them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why, why change? This works. So, you know, but uh, I just got to get back to... I know the fish are there. They're just, you know, I, I just, I can't get them, the bigger fish to bite. You know, I, I hope so. We start tournament championships. No, we got one more tournament tomorrow that's not a championship. And then we have four weekends in a row that are championships and, uh, three at Lake Houston, one at Conroe. Right. And then we'll be done, be done for the year. You know, well, I got to get so. all that out of the way so we can, everybody can go hunting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. You know, as always, though. You know, the first of hunting season, you're you're hunting in short pants and a t-shirt. You know. Well, so I've, done <laughs> I've done that at Christmas. I've done that at Christmas down down yeah. to South Texas, man. Yeah. Cold in the morning, you got a jacket on and jeans and everything. In the afternoon, shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, we can fish, you know, year round, you know, there's, there's been a few times, you know, where it's, 
you know, you got to throw on your coveralls, you know, but, uh, yeah, get all your gear on. Yeah. Usually it's, uh, you know, some long pants and a, a shirt and a jacket, you know, and it's mainly for running early in the morning, but you know, oh, well, we still going to go and we boat still ride, try to catch peel it up. off and fish and then put it yeah, back it on boat ride, peel it off and fish. Yeah. If, if you don't, you know, if, if you're a fair weather fisherman, you may as well pick another sport because some days it's, you know, um, I was talking to that about that last night with a guy, uh, and he was saying, you know, the same thing that, you know, we were talking about rain, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, you know, you just, you know, throw you on a raincoat and go, you know. But what we were talking about, it's like, you know, we'll get out there and fish in it, but when it starts raining a little bit and we're at work, oh, man, we, we call off for the day. Let's, let's you know? shut it down. <laughs> Safety regulations. Slip yeah, and fall. Yeah. Some of those are good. You know, some of those are good re- regulations for us, you know, us guys. So, cause well, I remember back in the day, fishing. we'd pray for rainouts and then come home and hook up the boat and go fish in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it. I know <laughs> it. Yeah, that, that works out good. Can't work in it, but we can fish in it. We definitely can do that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and you have some pretty good days doing it, you know. So, some pretty good days. I, I did I did hear of a couple crappie catches this week. So, uh, not a lot, 10 or 12, you know, but, you know, pretty decent ones. But, it, you know, it wasn't... Uh, you know, you, you just land on them, you know, you get one here and kind of like bass fishing, you know, you get one here and one over there and it was nothing. It wasn't like, you know, the good crappie fishing that you could just go and sit on a brush pile and catch your limit. But, <clears throat> you know, you could catch a few, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't know. I just, I say, I don't have the patience to do that. You know, because I'm, I'm used to. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I run over there, I can catch one. I go over there, and they're not biting. And then, you know, I'll run to the next spot and catch one. And but, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just not for me right now. So, but we'll get there. White bass has still been pretty good, Mickey. There. They're still biting. We we are catching, you know, quite a few with crankbaits, you know, when we're throwing for bass, you know, we're catching, you know, some uh, white bass. Yeah. And they'll tug on your line a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I, I call them the freshwater redfish, you know, because those suckers will pull, man. You know, it's like, it's y'all, like y'all catching those undersized redfish you know you those things will pull too but yeah it's kind of like our uh atlantic croaker in the bay man if those things got up five and six pounds you'd have to up your tackle all those oh they they're little dump trucks they can pull man yeah well they you know if you look at those white bass and black bass you know a lot of those fish 
they'll turn sideways in that water and swim. And I'm telling you. Yeah, if they got any girth they, to them and, you know, size to yeah. them, that, that, they turn that body away from you. That's that's good stuff. Fight yeah, good. I mean, yeah, you better, you better be set up right and have your right equipment and stuff because, you know, those things will those things will wear on some tackle. Yep, the tug is the drug, Especially man. If you get in, yeah, yeah. You you get in a good bunch of them. We did a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was like every cast two pounder, two pounder, yeah. and those those things will pull. We finally had to leave because we thought you know there was some some black bass mixed in with them. But there was, if there was, we didn't catch them. But uh, well, there was probably too much competition for them. Those white bass are like piranha when they get going. Right, right. Well, you know, we you think about it afterwards, and my partner and I was talking about it. We probably should have threw a a worm or something or a shaky mm. head and got down there a little bit deeper, and you know, there might have been some bass down there. But heck, you know, in the moment. You know, we just kept throwing that crankbait and whacking right. them. But, uh, you know, we uh, we probably should have did something a little bit different. Yeah. But we didn't. What's your uh, lake level like up there on Lake Houston? Right now it's about eight inches low. Okay. Um, and, yeah. It's not and bad. water temp is, no, it, it's really not. I mean, you can still run around. There's a couple areas, little tough to get into you know uh but um the the water temp is still running about 88 to 92 somewhere around there mm-hmm. you know it's still it's still warm you know but right but the water clarity is still really good we did have a couple little showers up north and you know we got a little run <clears throat> a little runoff down into the lake but um, the actual water clarity, man, you know, four, six, eight inches, that's that's still really good for Lake Houston. Yeah, for, for that lake, exactly. Yeah, and the farther south you go, the better it is. I you bet. Know, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets really good down there. We still got All a lot right. of recreational, you know, people out, you know, but school's back in session, so a lot of people have stop coming out yeah yeah it happens the change of the season Uh, everybody's got other things better to do so all right john well i got a roll my friend somebody wants to give you a call give them a number man sure they can give me a call on my cell 281-222-8544 just give me a call okay john have a good weekend thank you you do all right see you man all right, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. Well, folks, the Belleville Meat Market, what a place to shop and have all of your processing needs done. They're located in downtown Belleville. It's a short drive from Sealy on I-10 or Hempstead off on 290. Just go downtown, look for the big white sign, pull in the meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. And uh, with hunting season around the corner, uh don't ever forget about the Belleville Meat Market. They do a fine job. I've been using them over 15 years now. And in their store, in their weekly specials and everything they do, always remember their fresh ground beef, 
three fifty nine a pound when you buy it in bulk and ten pounds or more. And uh, if you're in there for barbecue, lunch, or what have you, check out their homemade hot dogs, original and with cheddar cheese. And they're introducing their prepackaged seasoned beef fajitas, chicken fajitas. They're all seasoned and pork pastor. It's really excellent. You got to try it out. And uh, the Belleville Meat Market—they've been serving folks for a long time now, well over 41 years—and uh, do a fine job. Great people to work with. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 519 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to Texas City. Check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont. I just call him Texas City Dave, my man. Dave, what's up, bud? Well, that's about all I have to say, Mickey. I hope you have a good weekend. And <laughs> All right. It was really nice talking to you there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I couldn't be better. It's all good, my friend. And you? Yeah, hanging in there. Hanging good. in there. Made my, made my little stroll out for the end of the dike and back, and I was just about the only one out there, Mickey. I mean, it, it's like a ghost town. Like a ghost town. It, Boy, I you think, think everybody... You know, oh, you think there'd man. be a few few uh, lost souls out there this morning catching a few fish? <laughs> Pretty much I was the only lost soul out there. But uh, when I passed by uh, on my way out there and passed by Boyd, there wasn't a, anybody in the parking lot. And I looked up at the flags, and it looks like we got a west kick to it uh, this yeah, morning. Yeah, we do. Old Southwest, it's back. It had to come see us again. Yeah, not a creature like, was stirring, uh, not even a mouse. <laughs> about like the about like the Sahara Desert. I mean, hot and but old wind is even hot. I know, man. I, I stepped outside uh, last night. I I had read somewhere, and I don't even know what in the heck a Starlink is. But they say these <laughs> satellites these satellites get stacked up, and you can you can look at them. People think they're UFOs. So I told the wife I was going to go outside and go out there a couple minutes early from when they said they were supposed to come by and i just about came back in before they even came by but i never did see them i mean you'd have thought i had sunglasses on i couldn't hardly see them. there's too much light in the area where i live but they claim it's kind of cool to see it when it goes by i don't know exactly yeah. what it was but uh hey the astros weren't on so i had to have something to look at i know i uh i was uh having withdrawals last night i'll tell you man is that fun to watch with all that hitting going on? I mean, it just, man, those guys, you know, a few of them will cool off and a few of them will get hot. I mean, the lineup is so, so awesome. You just, you never know what's going to happen next. And then, then they'll come back home and have one of those games and score one run. <laughs> it just, and it blows your mind. You're just so used well, to that, seeing the, the comebacks. That's the thing. Know? That's the thing that got me the most was when they, uh, when they stumbled there uh, at the homestand with the Yankees, if anybody that aggravated me so much, I'll I'll always record the games because uh, if I got to run off and do something or whatever, I'll record them. And then, but man, on those games, I didn't even want to run through and see them. And then the little bit when I was watching them, I was just man, I, I needed about a gallon of Pepto Bismol. I mean, it was rough. <laughs> Well, that Yankee then, pitching is better than we thought it was. I mean, their their pitchers uh, pitch pretty good against us. 
yes, sir, you're right. And then they came back uh, just unbelievable. Just, just, uh, I, I think uh, it's scary to even say it, but it seems like everybody's coming back together. Brantley, he looked like he had never been gone. He just came in and just started hitting. He's an hey, amazing hitter. That's what he is. He's a pure hitter and just a compact short swing and he barrels a bat perfectly on the ball and just so smooth it it almost looks uh fake it's so it's so smooth uh, you couldn't say it better he i was listening to an interview and he was saying that uh he pretty much calls his dad every every day every night or day after the game and right. and they're, they're his dad will kind of critique him a little bit and go over, you know, what was going on. And I think that was pretty cool to have that kind of a connection with his dad in regards to the baseball. But I'm sure his daddy watched pretty much every everything he's ever done since he was just a tadpole. But oh, he yeah. seemed like a great seemed like a great fellow. Every time I ever seen him or read something about him, it's nothing but good. So I'm sure glad to have him back. And I guess we're pretty healthy with the exception of uh, – Stanek stubbing his toe, spraining his ankle or whatever. That was yeah. Pretty... He's he's on IL for what a couple of weeks, but he yeah. seems to be positive about. When I first saw that play, it you know he stepped on the bag real hard with his right foot, and then when he came off, it that that's when I think he probably turned that ankle after he hopped yeah. off the bag and came down on that foot again. But uh, man, when he was reaching up high up towards his leg. I, First thing I thought of was a stress back, you know, fracture or something weird like that, and I'm going, oh no. Yeah, but, I uh, was I was hoping the results would come back good, and it seemed like, but like Baker said, sometimes a bad spring can be as oh, as it's worse. A, it's worse a than a break, exactly. Especially a I come high off, ankle sprain. I come off my back porch one evening, fixing to head out to make my evening shift at the plant, and I bebop down them steps, and I missed the last one, and you could. My wife said she heard my ankle pop from inside the house. I mean, oh, it, there, that hurts so I, I, bad. Oh, I, I'm, it, it's unreal. So I felt really bad. I know when Stanek wasn't kidding him when he was down there wincing in pain and carrying on because it's the real deal. But anyway, I think they're in pretty good shape health-wise. I hope it remains that way. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see what goes on. There'll be some more sputtering and this and that and a couple of bad games, but I hope they can have a good home stand. And, uh, what do we got, 20 to, games to, left? We need to win 18 so, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. Seattle out of the picture, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't even want to go through Seattle or look at Seattle, man. They got our number this year, so stay away from those yeah. guys. Well, yeah, and it's going to be really interesting because I think the the next to the last team we play in this is with them over there in Seattle. So it'll be we yeah. need some distance. We need to build a little distance up between. And yeah, uh, and we got another series with Baltimore too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's not going to be a walk in the park either. But no. uh, be interesting. You got to beat the best to be the best, and they've done well, that a true. couple of times. So, uh, but uh, it's always nice to beat someone that ain't the best. <laughs> it's good to yeah, pick on I'm, some I'm of the ones that are easy stretch of games. But we don't seem to do that yeah. well against the inferior teams. We we play better against the good teams. You know, we just ain't ain't it the truth. Well, Mickey, I'll, I'll tell you. As far as on the fishing front, I know some folks like to know if there's anything, even if there's nothing going on. But I'm looking at uh, <laughs> 84, 84 degrees, and uh, that's not bad compared to what we've had over the last weeks. We've had some 87s, 88s, 89s here. We're we're uh, 
at the mercy of the water temperature. When I make this truck out here to the end of the dike, uh, I'm sitting out here right out about five miles out in the middle of the bay, and so it's pretty much all water temperature unless the wind's really kicking. Yeah. Uh, this morning we this morning we do have some wind. It's not calm, and but. Uh, I will kind of, like you mentioned earlier, I was listening to you right after you opened up this morning. You were saying uh, it could kick on up and get a little bit, little bit stronger. But They're we'll calling for it, too, okay. 15 to 25. That's pretty stiff with the southwest Whoa. breeze. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that'll be something. But to it's see only a forecast. Yeah. And uh, them weathermen are out there doing rain dances, trying to get something stirred up so they don't get run off for a lack of activity. But Boy. I don't see any of that. Don't see any of that happening. But uh, not too much to mention on the fishing front in terms of catch, Mickey. The cleaning table's been been dry, so there yeah. hasn't been hasn't been a whole lot going on in, in that dry, regard. Not a lot of scales around, yeah. No, no, not many guitar picks. Usually about this time of year, then big redfish scales will start showing up. You can pick a guitar with them. That's but it. They, uh, but they, that hadn't happened yet. But it's coming. Here we are in the first week, almost second week of September. I guarantee you that uh, them fish are still going to make their move. And uh, that means the same for the flounder. It no matter if, if the weather holds up with this pattern we still have more a warming trend and fish are still going to move sooner or later and we'll start seeing the catch rate pick up in that regards and like you say the trout they out there they say come on we ain't scared if you can catch us come on get us That's they're it. out come there get you some. they're out there in a, I'll bet you they're out there right now as I'm talking here right over here. I'm right down the street here from Mosquito Island, and I'll bet you anything there's some feeding on that little old reef on the on the right-hand oh, yeah. side when you're going out. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be all right. As far as boys' one-stop goes, man, I, I walked through the store and said hi to the kids working there, and uh, everything looks good, ship shape, live bait, dead bait, croaker, shrimp, uh, mullet, uh yeah, just got it all lined up on the uh, on the table shrimp side. Man, that was a good sale Jason had on last week. I yeah, don't a think lot I've of people. Ever... Uh, I got a lot of text off that. Said, man, them shrimp oh, are good. A lot man. of people went down and bought them ten pound bags of them and uh, cooked them for the holiday weekend. They really enjoyed them. Said man. they were good. I'll tell you what, we just some great folks, and they uh, we got some got some good reports. Uh, we uh, I'm not kidding, Mickey in Santa Fe. Uh, two mornings, I mean, two days in a row, we opened at noon and by 1230, we were, we were sold out. And I'm telling you, I'm not telling you we had 500 pounds. I ain't telling you we had a thousand. I, I'm telling you we had over 1500 pounds to 2000 pounds rolled through there. People My buying goodness. 10, 20, 50 pounds. And, uh, that's good. And so we had to shut it down uh, for a little bit, uh, get caught back up. And it looks like, uh, I asked. Jason, he said, "Hey, we're going to do it again. We're going to call. We'll we'll do it in Rocktober. So Rocktober, we're Rock-tober. going to have another another <laughs> shrimp sale. In the meantime, stop by the Cajun Grill and get you something good to eat, and uh, or pick you up what we do have there. We still have some deals if you buy, I think, ten pounds or more of some of those shrimp, you get a discount off of them. So we still got some deals in in that regard. So yeah, uh, and if get you a fried shrimp basket and get you and get you some of that tartar sauce, man." Yeah, you know, stuff. people like 
people like uh, chicken wings. Uh, I like them for crabbing and chicken necks. But uh, chicken wings has got so those, expensive, you can forget about that. Those wings are too expensive that. to crab with, man. Oh, <laughs> you don't, man, no. You, you ain't. Them crabs are be better just go buy, buy the crabs straight out than to buy them chicken wings unless you just flat out just want to want to catch some crabs, but you can use uh, legs and all that stuff. Yeah, all, get some old, leg old. quarters. They're a lot cheaper. Yeah, but, uh, God, it's all good, buddy, and it's good talking to you. All right, man. Well, hey, throw them out some info. Somebody wants to get down to Boyd's, mosey down there, and pick them up some uh, bait or some uh, table fare shrimp. Yeah, come on down and see us. We're at 227 Dyke Road, and come up here on the dike and uh, – just look for us on the right-hand side and get what we can give you and uh, head on out and have a good time or pick you up some vittles, uh, 409-945-4001. That's and Mickey, 227 Dyke Road. That's it. Mickey, pull them Astros through a win tonight, and I'll be, I'll be thinking I'll about be you. There. I'll be thinking about you while I'm watching the game. Me and Charlie and <laughs> Bob Harding, all of us, we're always texting back and forth during the game with our comments, our commentary. Right. <laughs> all right, buddy. Dave, you have a good one. Nice talking to you, bud. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Thank you. See you, man. All right. That's Texas City Dave Fremont down at Boyd's One Stop on the Texas City Dyke. It's time for another break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already on this Friday morning. It's 537 here in the Bayou City. All right, no better way to finish up than with old Captain Steve Hellman. Captain Doom and Gloom. No. <laughs> Steve, what's up? <laughs> Are you there? I don't hear him, Jake. He dropped. Well, he must have left the universe. We'll get him back. Well, I was watching the radar and the footage on that uh, Hurricane Lee out there in Atlantic. Boy, that is a tight wound, big old wide giant storm. They say it's not going to threaten the United States. I hope not. We don't need any of that. Spin it on off up there somewhere. Keep it out of the population areas. Goodness gracious. But uh, I know we're crying the blues over this heat and High pressure and all that, but it's it's saving us during hurricane season. Thank goodness. All right, Steve, are you there, my friend? Are you there? There. Can you hear me all now? Right. <laughs> Can I, you hear I don't me know now? what happened. You, you got on there, and then uh, everything just went blank. Lost my well, signal. when I introduced you as uh, Captain Doom and Gloom, it just cut off. No, there you go. Nobody <laughs> just wants to hear that, you. man. <laughs> no Doom What's and up, Gloom man? on this end. Oh, just sitting here. Driving, fixing a fixing to be at the marina, going over a game plan in my head, trying to figure out if plan A doesn't work, what I'm gonna do for plan B, C, D, and E and Hey, at least you got several of them. My old game plans one or two places and boy I miss them. <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, well, it's really honestly it's like that for me. It's been a really kind of a different uh different kind of week for me. You know, last week I didn't fish. I was off and had some stuff done to the boat. Got my boat back now, and man, it's nice to get back in your own rig. You know it. It is, man. Oh, I mean, it's it. You know, we're fortunate to have friends to loan us a boat if we need one. Exactly. 
there's nothing like your own rig. You you just know how to, you know how the boat drifts and where all your gear is, and you know just it's just that uh, security blanket comfort knowing yeah. your own rig. You know. Yeah, for sure. But but now two weeks ago I had a pretty good stretch. I told you you did. I, a lot of people did. You know they had a yeah, pretty good exactly. stretch there for whatever reason. You know those fish just kind of lit off for about five days. They really did, and I think it's because we had some weather changes. We had that system go in down south, down around right. Columbus, and and, uh, and then uh, there was about a three- or four-day stretch where that stuff was in the Gulf. Uh, what was it, Adelia or whatever, that hurricane ended up going into Florida? Uh-huh. I don't know. There was, there was some tide changes. We had a little southeast wind there for a few days, and and uh, just – You know, and that makes ready, a big difference, too, you know, when you swing at a wind over – to southeast or any kind of east in it after being southerly and westerly all summer that boy those fish they react to that big time no big time and so so this week we're back to early morning <laughs> west wind you not got much of it not much of it but just enough it's just nagging enough to to screw things up especially for where i'm catching the majority of my fish and the last two days, I had the same group of guys the last two days, uh, one guy in from Colorado and then uh, two of his customers that, that are from Houston, I think. And and I talked them into wade fishing, and and they, they did okay. But, I mean, as far as the wading deal goes, because we're, we're wading real hard bottom. It's like walking on your sidewalk. It's not hard. It's not, you know, a lot of people, when you tell them you want them to wade, they're like, oh, no, I'm not traipsing around the mud. Well, we don't do that. Even in the winter, no, we don't wait. But, uh, but anyway, the way, and it's, you know, we're catching our fish in, in thigh to belly deep water and, and waiting hard bottom. So I got them all set up, and, and uh, I've been on a few fish, but with that west wind uh, last couple of mornings where I'm set up, you, you got to cast right into that wind. And right. it's only seven or eight miles an hour of it. Yeah, that's not it, bad. It, it cuts down on your uh, – Cuts down on your distance, and then the guys throwing bait casters. Some of them, uh, some of them, you know, backlash more than they would oh, otherwise. Yeah. And, and then I had one guy, uh, Chris, throwing a spinner yesterday, last two days. One of my egg beaters, and and you get more, uh, you get more slack in that in that spinner. And what happens? You get wind knots. Oh boy! And and so I'm having to go over there and cut out wind knots and. I haven't even used. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever used the cutters on these Danco pliers that I have on my belt. I they mean, work. these things are like, dude, they're like those eight cobalt years old. cutters will cut braid like thread, man. I'm telling you, and I walked over. and I'm like, well, shoot, I don't have to go all the way back to the boat get these little scissors that I have to cut braid. And and, and uh, after all this time and all this waiting, those things cut through it like nothing. You need so to I'm, listen you know, to I'm my cutting. commercial, Steve. When I, I talk about the cobalt cutters, they even cut braided lines. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. And, but don't and drop them the in the water. <laughs> don't yeah, lose them. Those are the, they ain't no, cheap. hell no. But those are the cheap pair. I mean, the ones I'm using are not the expensive pair. You know, those the real nice ones that Mike sent us. Yeah, I weighed with the titanium ones. Ago? That's what I got I on don't. my well. But my yeah. old leather sheath, it uh, gets real moldy and mildewed. You know, after I yeah, wade with it a couple of days and it sits under the hatch, <laughs> it gets nasty looking. Yeah, that that whole setup is just too nice for me to wade with. I'm just, I don't know. But but uh, at any rate, so 
the last two days were almost carbon copy. We caught, see, what is today, Friday? So Wednesday, I canceled Tuesday. And then Wednesday with these guys, we caught six legal trout. That was it. And maybe a dozen throwbacks and lost all, I don't know how many. I'm not going to tell you how many of the six I caught. I mean, it's just, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough, tough. It's a tough bite. Hey, how about uh, follow-ups and swirl-outs? You got to count them too. (laughs) It was was bad. And then yesterday, same deal. uh, I walked into them and wave the guys over and i catch uh two or three and i walk out of them and i put them right there these fish were holding in one spot yesterday and they were they were slicking like crazy i mean slicks the last two days like i haven't seen in a long time problem is they're they're just throwing up they're not feeding they're laying down there just full and uh i'm, I'm still convinced that the majority of these fish at least the areas i'm fishing are feeding at night and I, I think based on you know we've kept a few fish lately we turned quite a few loose but mm-hmm. but the, based on the stomach contents looking at these shad they're nasty they're rotten they're not they're not that same day's meal they're from probably the evening before like at sunset or something and so yesterday we're standing there and all these birds start showing up these gulls and terns and pelicans they're all around us and it's like birds were working and uh angelo turns around he starts casting back behind him where these birds are i'm like what are you doing he said there's birds working over here i said no those birds aren't working i said they're picking up dead shad that these trout are puking up and i've never seen this before like this not to this extent right there were shad rotten shad that were getting puked up by these trout all around us and birds all around us and the bites were so subtle because these fish were just so full. You had to cast out there. You had to cast same old deal. You cast into the wind. And the, one of the reasons we're ca- having to cast into the wind is because of the direction the tide was going. Mm-hmm. You know, that we had to hit those fish in the face. If you cast down current, you're going to come up behind them and it doesn't look natural to the fish. And you're trying to catch a fish that, that's full and you're not presenting it naturally to them so they don't they don't want to eat anyway and they they darn sure don't want to eat anything that doesn't look natural to them you got to hit them in the face so that's that's one of the reasons we're having to cast in that whim and so uh finally uh yeah it was funny chris told me i'd caught i think i caught four trout and lost one and there's slicks all around us and um one of the guys he says uh he says ma'am i'm not getting bites he said think we ought to go try somewhere else <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said seriously man i said these aren't crab slicks and uh, <laughs> i said we're standing in fish here it's just hard to get them to eat and um then he catches one about two pounds that kind of saved me but but we caught long story short we caught nine trout and um we lost some fish we only caught a handful of throwbacks but it was it was a tough bite. We were on fish. We fished three different areas, and uh, all of them fishing drop-offs, and some sand, some shell. Um, and then I took them to try to catch some redfish. I saw some reds up shallow. We waited up real shallow, and I couldn't get I couldn't get the reds to eat anything. But by then, I don't think anything was was feeding. But oh, one thing that I, I need to tell you about when we were waiting that first spot and all the shad floating everywhere. I've got like a 14 and a half inch trout. I've never had this happen to me in my life. 
and the wind had kind of laid down. It was kind of calm and peaceful by then. And we're all just kind of settled in. We've been fishing for about an hour and a half and not many people. We're not really talking to each other at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how it gets, you just, everybody just kind of gets settled in You're casting and waiting for the next bite. And everybody's kind of zoned in and it's real quiet. And I, I hook a little trout and I get it up to me. It's probably 14 and a half, maybe 15 inches. And it's jumping around. You know how those little trout do. They jump around oh, yeah. and shake their head and, and tear your bass assassin all to pieces. And, and, uh, I'm trying to grab this trout and I'm in probably belly deep water and all of a sudden, man, I hear like, like a 747 coming in, Mach one, like, like if you're duck hunting on a calm morning and the right. the first flight of teal come in, you can hear their wings. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And this this pelican comes in like I don't something out of a, a freaking superhero movie or something, and tries to get this trout. And I mean, it dives at my waist and it scared the daylights out of me. I've never had that happen. He was trying to take that. He was trying to take that trout away from yeah, me. Yeah. Fly. It was pelican. crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But, uh, but anyway, now it's just, uh, we're on some fish. It's just, you gotta have same old story. You gotta have the right guys can feel those soft bites and, um, and you gotta be able to grind it out. You gotta know that the fish are there. And that's part, that's the main part of it. You know, that's, that's the first part of the plan is finding fish. Right. And, and we're on fish. I mean, with that, that part of it's licked, but you got to wait on them and you got to just dig your heels in. And, and, uh, and like a guy told me one time, I think it was Ernest Cisneros down South. He, he said, uh, and I think he was talking about snook fishing back then. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, sometimes you got to be more stubborn than they are. And you just, that's what you have to do right now. If you're trout fishing with lures this time of year, you know, in these conditions, but, uh, but we moved around a bunch. I probably should have stayed in that first spot, but, uh, I was, I think everybody was getting kind of antsy, you know what I mean? But, um, there's not fish everywhere. That's for sure. But we did have some decent ones. I'll let one go about four pounds yesterday, but, but most of them are just, the most legal fish are 16 fish, to 17, yeah. just, just fish, but real healthy. But, uh, I had a listener text me earlier. He said, uh, how would you rate, uh, this summer's fishing in 2023 compared to 2009? And I said, <laughs> you really want to know on a scale of yeah. one to 10, I'll give it a one compared to 2009. No, for sure. And, and, Look, a we don't we don't have the fish we used to have. I think we all know that we beat that horse. It's just laying there, been dead. We're all taking turns beating it, but we don't have the fish we used to have. But b the we we didn't have the weather this summer. We just didn't. I mean, no, Southwest we wind for two months and low tides and hot water. That had a lot to do you know, with it too. It uh, it restricted the, uh, areas you could not target. Period. It, big time, and we've got some some water in the bay last last few mornings. That part has. Oh, changed, we got a we helped. got a strong incoming during the night, man. It's a it's definitely we, we, a bull tide, do. buddy. We do, and we're actually going. I've gone a little bit heavier jig heads because where I'm fishing, the salinity is like 32, 33 parts per thousand. Yeah, That's like golf water. Yeah, and that so is. everything's That's... sinking slower. Yeah, so these soft plastics are sinking a lot slower. So I was throwing a lot of sixteenth when we're weighing. Now we're throwing pretty much that. That eighth ounce uh, pro you know, and that, that you brought up a good point. Lure fishermen don't realize how much more buoyant 
your lures are in that high salinity. Big and, time. Uh, you know, and go down to go down to Baffin. That'll tell you all you need to know. Go down there and get in some at seventy and eighty down there. Yeah, that hyper saline stuff down there. Your lure works totally different down there than it does here. Totally. Oh yeah, for sure. And then and your reels laps. and equipment don't last as long either. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to really baby them. Boy, but boy. That, that 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 slow sink rate, and it, so you got to put a little heavier jig it on. That coupled with the fact that these fish are full and they're they're all near the bottom, man. There's we're not seeing hardly any surface activity. Like right. all those mullet and stuff I was seeing a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you'll see the occasional mullet flip and the occasional shad buzz out of the water, but for the most part, everything is down. And I know that'll change. We'll get a weather change next. That's week understandable. And, yeah, in this heat and in the way things exactly. are, no doubt. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, it's. It's just, I'm just trudging my way through it, you know, and, gotcha. and uh, trying to make it work till better days come along. Well, cool so. deal. Well, I'm glad you got your boat back and you're back to a normal pattern now. And uh, we'll see if this old wind will cooperate for you today. And I wish you the best of luck. If somebody wants to come fish with you, Steve, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? 409-256-7937 is the best way either call me or better yet just just text me yeah text is real good that works it is it does my how times have changed (laughs) all right buddy well steve have a good day out there be safe and i hope to catch him up man work hard i know you will you always do thank you i appreciate it i appreciate it i'll holler at you later okay dog thank you see you all right that's captain steve hillman down in galveston Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 